0: Welcome to Ed Leader, with your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Join Dr. Jackson for conversations and reflections on improving educational leadership from the classroom to the boardroom and beyond. Educational leadership is an ever-evolving opportunity to make a real and lasting difference in the lives of students, parents, and the community. Now, here's your host, Dr. Rob Jackson.
1: Hi, friends. Welcome to the 11th episode of Ed Leader. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to thank you for spending time with me today. As we have new listeners finding us each week, I'd like to remind you that you can listen to past episodes and the conversations that we've had with amazing Ed Leaders by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcast player, or by going directly to drrobjackson.com, where you'll also find show notes for each episode. We have an amazing show today. Let's get to it. Each year, the Milken Family Foundation gives out an award, the Milken Awards. This award is for an early to mid-career teacher, principal, or educator who's making a true difference in the lives of children, This award has been called the Oscars of Teaching. Not only does the award come with public recognition, it also comes with a cash award of $25,000 for personal use. In our state of North Carolina, we've not had a Milken Award winner since 2017. This year we do. This year's North Carolina Milken Award winner is a teacher who teaches chemistry, physics, physical science, and biology. She's a teacher who ignites excitement in her students, students who weren't quite sure that they were ready to master the concepts of chemistry or physics or upper-level science. She challenges them. She uses competition and teamwork in equal measure to help students achieve what they thought was not possible. She's also my colleague. She teaches in our school system at John A. Holmes High School. Her name is Mrs. Rachel O'Kelly. I'm very excited to share with you this conversation from her classroom with one of my Ed Leader heroes, Mrs. O'Kelly.
0: Hi, Rachel. Hey there.
1: I am so excited to be able to sit down with you. I'm so proud of all that you do. And certainly, this incredible honor that you've received is just absolutely amazing. But my pride is is much more than that. My pride is in all that you do for the students who come into your classroom every single day. But before we really get into your teaching and what what makes you so successful, let's kind of talk about the day you received this Milken Award. Talk to us, share with our listeners how that day kind of played out from the moment you left the classroom until you heard your name called out.
0: Well, I was I had my second period kids in here, which is honors biology, and to be honest with you, I didn't want to go to the assembly. I wanted to stay in my classroom and teach, and my kids were like, Mr. Kelly, can we get out of it? I said, no, we're going to go, and we're going to like it. <laughs> And so, i got
1: kind of to make you feel good, right? Because they want to stay in the classroom well, and learn. They right?
0: knew anything I didn't cover, they were going to have to cover on their own. <laughs> Early that morning, Miss Reinhart was actually in my room cleaning it up, and I thought it was weird, but she had a lot of quirks. So. Right,
1: right. And Miss Reinhart's the assistant principal.
0: Right, and she had been preparing for this assembly all week, and I kind of knew she was in charge of you know, making sure the maintenance staff had the room ready and prepared and cleaned up and all the chairs out and she was talking to me that morning and I just thought she was venting and it was just a nervous habit for her to move things and so we go we leave our classroom my kids help me get up on the bleachers because I'm very pregnant and so I- let's
1: stop for a second you mentioned the assembly what had been said to you about what assembly were you going to what was what? What did you think You was about to
0: happen? We hadn't been told really anything as a staff other than all students had to report to this. The seniors would sit on the floor, and underclassmen were supposed to sit in the bleacher part. And right. I had an underclassman, so I was supposed to sit in the bleachers. And teachers had heard rumblings that the state superintendent was coming. I think that was just because how much we were preparing for this. Right. And so I really didn't know hardly anything and I knew we had been doing well as a school and our test scores had improved and we were doing some awesome things so I thought it was just you know recognition for doing well as a school and something right. for our kids and so we go and we sit together sitting with my 10th graders I'd only had maybe a week or two at that point so that I was the semester
1: sitting, it just started right
0: and so I was trying to make sure I was watching all my kids because they're not completely in routine and know my management policy yet and they were not going to embarrass me in front of the state <laughs> superintendent <laughs> And so I'm sitting there in the midst of all of them, trying to keep them all quiet. And then people started talking, and we had some awesome stuff talking about the high school, like kind of how I thought it was going to go, talking about all the great things we had done. And then a representative from the Milken Foundation started talking and was talking about teacher getting a prize. And we were actually talking about what teacher this could be. And then they said my name. <laughs> and I looked at the boy next to me. I looked at Austin, and I looked at Alex. I said, did they say my name? <laughs> And I, he said, yes, get up, go. <laughs> and so then it was just a shock after that. <laughs> I was shaking hands with people I do not remember the names of, and I was just very overwhelmed at that time. <laughs> I bet, I bet,
1: I bet. Well, and the whole assembly was just so, it was extremely exciting. I've I've been in education myself almost 30 years, and I have never been around a Milken Award winner. I've certainly Heard of Milken Awards? I mean, anyone who would say to a teacher, You're amazing, you're doing a great job, here's $25,000 for doing such a great job, I automatically love these people, right? But I'd never been around anything like that, and so the planning process was really exciting, and then of course, knowing the result before it was announced was exciting, and so we were all working hard not to look at you because we didn't want to spoil the yeah. surprise.
0: And I know the night before, I had texted Miss Reinhart, one of my assistant principals, and I said, what time would the building be open?" And she automatically started panicking because when I'm absent, when I'm out sick, I go in early to get prepared, and I think that's where her mind went. But I just right. needed to come in early and get some stuff done. <laughs> but she was actually setting up for the assembly. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting. It was
1: exciting. So they call out your name, and you, you came forward, and then... After lots of pictures, you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to, to make a couple of remarks. We came back to the classroom. What was that like as you had time with your students that day and since, and maybe even former students? What's it been like to hear from your students? Have I'm sure they've been excited for you.
0: That's probably been the coolest part. You know, all the Facebook messages from prior students. Like I said, I don't, at that time, I didn't really have a good relationship or not a, not that it wasn't a good relationship. I hadn't formed relationships with my kids yet, right. really. But the ones from the past on Facebook, ones that have graduated, ones that are almost my age. Right, right. Messaging me, telling me how proud they were of me and how they knew I was going to do stuff like this and how awesome. And I, that meant the world to me. Some of these kids, I wrote them up. <laughs> they didn't pass my <laughs> class. <laughs> and then for them, especially, to send these messages that is what really got me when I got home that night and laid down in bed and started looking at my phone from former teachers of mine and former students of mine that was the coolest
1: it just really speaks to the power of relationships doesn't it there, it, it really does the relationships we have as students with our teachers the relationships we have as teachers with our current students and you mentioned the students you had at that moment they would really just started with you the semester just started; right. they were just really getting to know you I'm sure they knew you by reputation, but we're just new in the classroom.
0: Right. I've got to imagine
1: for them to to in the second week of the semester to realize their teacher had just won this award that in our state hadn't been awarded since two thousand seventeen. Yes. You're the only one in our state to receive this award. That just had to just blow them away that this was their teacher. Yes,
0: it helped with my classroom management a lot because I would say something like, "She won an award. She must know she's talking about." <laughs> That's right. They're giving right Yes, off. she's a milking and award. She, she must know something. <laughs>
1: a couple of weeks have gone by. One of the things that you had the opportunity to do was to be recognized by our state board of education, and so we traveled to our state capital to Raleigh, right. North Carolina, and the state board was very gracious. They gave you a beautiful obelisk certificate and there were some pictures taken and you were asked to speak and what you chose to say in that moment just blew me away and so I'll set the stage but then I want you to really kind of share what you what you decided to share as you started off and that was they were introducing you and they shared what you teach which is physics, chemistry, physical science, biology, and in the room, when they mentioned those sciences, (laughs) there was this, I don't know if it was a groan, but there was this, you could just hear folks go, oh, wow. Yes. These are heavy subjects. Right. And you had the opportunity to address the State Board of Education and, and share with us what you shared in that moment.
0: I just talked about how, you know, that groan, that noise, that's part of the reason I went into science education specifically, because I don't want students to walk in a classroom and make that noise. When they go to college, I don't want them to steer away from these classes because of that noise. Anybody can do this. You know, chemistry is just a word. It's the same as taking a math class. It's the same as taking an English class. You just have to have, if you have a good teacher that really takes the time and sits down and explains this to you, these kids can do it. Our kids are incredibly smart in the school system, incredibly smart. They can do this stuff for sure. It's not fair for our kids not to be offered physics because only a few were willing to try it the first time I taught it. You know, that's not fair for our kids because our kids can do it, and they have proved with me that they can, and they do it every time.
1: Exactly. And as students are successful, other students are willing to try. because right. They've seen their peers or their colleagues be able to accomplish Right, that. exactly. Well, when you said that, uh, and I had the, the great pleasure to be in the audience, I was just thinking absolutely, you know, because unfortunately tough classes or classes with tough reputations tend to be classes that students steer away from. Right. And you've taken as this mission that you're going to help students understand they can accomplish and they can be successful in, in what are perceived as these really tough classes, and that that's your mission. And I just applaud that, Rachel. I just appreciate that so much because right. that has been the mindset of so many, particularly in a small rural school system where there may not have been as many people who've been successful in those, those fields, and you're helping them understand that they can.
0: I had that mindset actually in high school when I sat in the very classroom we we're doing this interview in in my current classroom. When I sat in chemistry, I did not pass EOC. It was the only EOC of my entire educational career that I did not pass. And I just remember feeling so defeated. And my husband, we were dating at that time, he passed it. He was like, Rachel, you know this stuff. Well, what happened? And I, I just got test anxiety that day because of the word chemistry. And so then I went to college, and I had some great professors, and I, I just learned it, and I wanted to make it easier for the kids when I came back. I wanted, didn't want another child to go through what I went through. To this day, I remember sitting in that seat and getting my test score back. I remember that feeling. and feeling so defeated, and I don't want that for our kids. I mean, when you look at our scores, I'll go and pull up a child that normally doesn't perform well on assessments. And on our EVOS website, which is where we look at our data for our student test scores, you can kind of see this little line graph and they perform low, 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 and then chemistry, it jumps up. And that's awesome. <laughs> that you know, for life. that hard word, that right. chemistry word, for that to be the jump, not, that's right. this great.
1: It's, it's amazing, and, and, and thank you for being vulnerable and having the courage to share your story and to share how that propelled you into this work. You had something that didn't work out very well for you as a student, right. and you decided no other student would have that feeling powerful right it really is it, it, it's so powerful and and you mentioned we're sitting in this great classroom now the the building is quite old 70 plus <laughs> years old but it's a, and i can only imagine how many students have been in this classroom to to learn science right and you mentioned kind of briefly and i want to spend some time on that that you sat in this classroom you are teaching in a classroom you sat as student right and to me that's that's one there's so many wonderful parts to this entire story but that's one of the best parts that of all the places you could choose to teach because science teachers are rare and amazing science (laughs) teachers are rarer still and so you could teach anywhere and of all the places you could teach you chose to come home to teach in the classroom where you sat as student
0: why I knew I had my support system here. I knew when I was at ECU, my mom worked here at that time in the guidance department. Everybody else in that guidance department was here when I was in high school. There were still many veteran teachers that were here, and I knew when I came here, they would be my tribe, and they would help me. Because I knew my content at that point, but I I did not know how to teach well. And that's what I needed help with, and I knew I would get it here. And I did. When I was in my classroom at that time, I was right across from guidance. As soon as I needed something, all I had to do was crack the door open. I mean, and they would come running. They just, it's an amazing feeling. And that's one thing I hate for so many new teachers is that we're starting to lose that. Those veteran teachers teaching 20, 30 years, it's not common anymore to have those around. And I I don't want them to miss out on that opportunity that I got, that mentoring that I got. It was amazing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I, I, and you may have heard me say this. I just feel like, as educators, as as ed leaders, and and everyone who's an educator has the opportunity to be an ed leader, and you certainly are. That we have a responsibility to our profession. Mm-hmm. You know, you've mentioned the veteran teachers who you knew would be there to help you out, and you've become a veteran teacher. Now you're still in, the, say, the first third of your career, right? But you've had to fill that role because there is a scarcity of long-tenured teachers, and some of that is because teaching is hard work, and some of that is we're not, um, teachers aren't receiving the support at the the state level that Mm -hmm. perhaps they should, or even nationally, and, and that's a whole other conversation, and I won't jump on that soapbox in this moment, but just to say that I know about you that you've really shouldered that mantle of responsibility, and so you seem to really have a passion for helping new teachers. Talk to me about that. Where does that come from?
0: I think that's just the relationship piece you were talking about earlier, how I naturally can form relationships with kids well. I feel like if you do it for a couple of good years, the rest of them say, hey, Miss O'Kelly's pretty cool. I I should listen to her. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to help teachers and do that for them, go in that classroom, and they're having a hard day and say, hey, give her a break and make their life a little bit easier so we can keep some good teachers. That's
1: exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. So, you know, to kind of back up a little bit, we talked about you teaching in the school you grew up in. This is a small rural community, and small Mm -hmm. rural communities, whether they're in our state of North Carolina or they're anywhere across the country, tend to have a tough time recruiting teachers to come work in our small rural communities. Beyond the fact that you had a natural support system because you grew up in this community, what are the things that you think make a small rural community a place that a teacher would want to teach in, or be successful in, or what? What's the drawing card? If you were talking to somebody about to graduate with a teaching degree, what would you tell them about teaching in a small rural community in terms of something to draw them to our communities?
0: That family piece. I mean, teachers were my mom that I talked about earlier. She works at the elementary school now. If they were going and hugging her, crying because I won an award, they just know that I'm her baby and I live 15 minutes down the street and they were so proud of me. That That's just amazing that we're that small that we can have that relationship. We only have one school at each grade span. And so we know all the teachers. We know each other. We can have that relationship. If We need some strategies for a child in ninth grade. I can go to their eighth grade teacher because I know exactly who it was. There There was only one or two science teachers that could have taught them in eighth grade. That's just, that support system is awesome. It's
1: absolutely incredible. And, you know, and... And you have the blessing of, because you were you were born here and you have those long-term relationships, that's certainly an amazing blessing. Now, I wasn't born here. I've been here right. for six years. But what you've just spoken about is the same thing that I've experienced. And so what I love about our community, and I believe most small rural communities are the same way, is that we're open. And that relationship is quickly extended to folks as they move into... Right. The community, and when we go to the grocery store, there's only one grocery store in our community. Yes, and so so we see our friends and colleagues and students, and I just think that's a wonderful thing, right? It is that you know, folks are asking how we're doing and how they can support us, and then, like you said, we have the opportunity to reach back to pre- prior teachers to find out how we can best serve students, which is just incredible.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Well, so you have. Now, gone through this experience, you've had the opportunity to address the State Board of Education. Mm-hmm. You are North Carolina's lone representative as a Milken Award winner. So you've been given this platform that very few ever have. So with that platform, if you had an opportunity to share with a young person still in high school why they should consider teaching as a profession, what would you say to them? what What is it about teaching that they should consider as something they may want to do with their life?
0: No dollar amount can give you the satisfaction that I get when a child's eyes light up. You cannot put a a price on that. When you have a chemistry child that, like I said, normally does not perform well, and most of my students that I get don't perform well prior to coming to me, to be honest, and when they get stoichiometry or something crazy, you know, the word itself, they're like, whoo-hoo, Ms. O'Kelly now. (laughs) When they get it and their eyes light up, that's the money. That's the money, isn't it? There's nothing. In this world, I would rather do rather than teach.
1: I tell you, I, I wish that our listeners could be sitting here right here in this moment with us to see your eyes light up. Yeah, I love that moment. To see, well, gives me goosebumps. And to see the emotion as you're sharing that story about the kids getting it. And that's the power, right? Yeah. That's the piece that in my classroom as a teacher that I absolutely love When the student who thought, I have no chance of doing this, suddenly did it. That was, like you said, that was the money.
0: But that emotion, that feeling that they can do it, that rolls over into other aspects of their life. A child that you know doesn't have a great support system at home, if I did that, surely I can go and apply for a job. I I can do all these things in life. So it rolls over and I know that it does and I've seen it happen. That is what I tell somebody potentially becoming a teacher, thinking about it. Once you feel that, it's a good feeling.
1: It is a good feeling to feel like I'm making a difference in this world and we certainly have lots of issues in our world and in our country but to have that moment to speak into the life of a child and and share with them and show them they can be successful Mm -hmm. and I really believe that you're exactly right the content is important right the kids need to learn the content but to be able to have that success and be able to say to themselves I was able to master this curriculum to to be able Mm -hmm. to be successful in chemistry that that I was scared to even take until somebody convinced me I should or my parents made me take or whatever brought them to the moment to be able to be successful in that moment. So powerful. For sure.
0: You've got mail. Just when everything is going perfectly, someone makes a choice that lands squarely on your desk. What will you do and how will you handle it? It's time to check the inbox.
1: All oh, right, Rachel, there's the bell. We have an inbox scenario just for you. All right. So in your chemistry class, there's a student who, when they walked in the first day, for whatever reason, chose to sit towards the back of the class. And you've been in the class a couple of weeks, and the student just hasn't seemingly found success yet and just doesn't seem to be engaging and putting their head down a lot. In that moment, what do you do? For and with and about that student who just doesn't seem to really be engaging with you in, in the class.
0: Uh, my first line of defense would be to look at the teachers that he or she had in the past. Reach out and see if I had any success. Do Do you know what I can do? What worked for you? What did not work for you? If I got anywhere with that, you know, i try some new things and hopefully that would work. Most of the time that is your money maker when, you know, when you can find a teacher said, hey, oh, he. this happened not work with him, just make sure you try this. And if that didn't work, I honestly, just pull him out in the hallway, have a conversation. Is something going on? Do you need me to give you a break, or do you need a little extra love? And just be honest with them. You know, these are high school students. Most of the time, they will voice their needs if you give them a, a little bit and show that I noticed something's wrong. Because most of the time, these kids will go the whole day, and nobody will ask them what's wrong. They'll sit alone at the cafeteria, and nobody will ask them. And that, has that to break be. your heart. It does. We have good kids about not letting somebody feel alone, but sometimes they get lost in the cracks. So just talking to them and seeing what's going on, moving them to the front, moving everybody, and just not making him feel singled out, move him to the front, see if that works, see if he just needs to be close to me, a little love. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time they'll warm up. If you take them out in the hallway talking private, I notice something's going on. How can I help?
1: I, I think you're right. I think it's that... Building that relationship, showing you care, asking them to just speak, to give them the opportunity to share their voice, right? That's just so powerful. Rachel, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Thank you for spending some time with me, sitting down with me and talking. Congratulations. Thank you. On being named the Milken Award winner. So very well deserved. And, you know, thank you for all you do for all the students who fill your classroom.
0: Do it for them. You know, like I said, it's not a paycheck or anything in this world that would make me do it. It's for them babies that don't necessarily get it at home. That, that's where my heart lies with them. And it
1: shows. And it shows. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed our time together with North Carolina's Milken Foundation Award winner, Mrs. Rachel O'Kelly. As she said, the magic happens when a student achieves something they did not think was possible. Our challenge as ed leaders is to help more magic happen by supporting students and teachers in the hard work they undertake daily. Thank you for spending time with me today, and thank you for all that you do for every student, every teacher, and every staff member. You are making a difference. If no one else has told you, I want you to know that I believe in you. Good day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ed Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.